Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. That would be a really rough first part of the show. Yeah. That's like the first thing people hear. They didn't hear that, though, thankfully. <laughs> There's no way that got well, right What's <laughs> uh, everybody? Welcome to the DMBA show. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, somebody had yesterday the comments. The best part of the show is the air horns. Or something like that. Yeah, like, what's, you didn't participate. what's that? Why didn't you participate? In my own air horn? Yeah. I cue the air horn. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I think it would be weird if I was like, what's up, everybody? I've had to do that. We, that we, yeah. It's weird. We all have to do it. It's always weird. Uh, you should participate since it's the best part. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? Next time I'll put my eagle sound in or something like that just to, <laughs> to get us going. Um, guys, I don't know about you, but my vibes are still up from last night. Yeah. Like, this is why sports are so great. Is And they can be the worst sometimes, too, when you lose. But when you have a big win, it's like you wake up the next day in a great mood. Lingers. It just lingers, lingers, man. It's just like a nice perfume. Dude, I was way too jazzed up last night to go to sleep. I was up until an ungodly hour. And then I was like just supplanting it with TikTok. It was a <laughs> vicious cycle. And at the end, no one lost but me. Well, and the Clippers. Well, the Clippers of, definitely lost. A lot of Nuggets fans <laughs> tweeting at like 3 8. AM, we were all jazzed. on a Monday, you know. <laughs> Productivity across the uh, state of Colorado down, down, down today. But you know what? Worth it. Uh, we're gonna keep breaking it down. Some hangover takes. Um, you know, kind of talk some more angles on it. Vote put together a list of the top five, the undisputed five most <laughs> memorable games. Undisputed, undisputed, or maybe we will dispute. Adam, it. Let's find uh, out. How many do you think you would remember? I, I know that I won't remember two of them. You probably won't remember what. Four? My memory is terrible, but I, <laughs> I, I think I know all of the ones on the list, and I had a handful of others, but there definitely are some great games I'm sure we forgot somehow. Um, but yes, uh, we're going to go over all of that. We're also maybe going to talk about uh, artificial intelligence maybe a little bit at the end, so we might get weird. Sweet. To help me with that, I brought Brendan Vogt. What's up, fellas? I really loved that game so much. Me too. I loved rewatching it. I loved writing about it. All I of it. Cutting, a little, cutting little clips up from it and tweeting them out. What a treat, guys. What a treat. This is this is why we fan, you know what I mean? A little treat you'd had no idea was coming, and then no. there it was. Uh, and then over there, we've got D-Line Co. I mean, that's exactly it, right? Like, it was the improbability mixed with the malaise with uh, that we were swimming in as a franchise, yep. just looking towards, like, oh, my God, like, when are they going to get off the road, like, in a meaningful way? When is Jamal Murray going to come back? Like, all is lost. Why do we do this? Why do we care? And then they deliver the most improbable, most delicious, most shaming victory over the uh, <laughs> Los Angeles Clippers. There's so much to enjoy. It's a blooming onion of, uh, oh. of delight. <laughs> Just like a blooming onion. So much to enjoy. Layers and layers. Um, I f- yeah. Bl- <laughs> 
get really hung up on the blooming onion here. Um, here, I don't like the negative angle of this. Although I will admit that it's funny and that it's the Clippers and like, oh my god, you know. This oh, I that. do. Huh? Oh, I do. Well, I only don't because I actually think this was more about the spectacular play of Reggie than it was, and and DeAndre Jordan and Peyton Watson and Julian Strother and just all that. Like it's more about the spectacular play. There was a belief amongst those guys down the stretch of that game that. Yes, the Clippers also had to airball and hit the side of the backboard and all these other hilarious things. But at the same time, man, this was a like, we're not afraid of you game from Denver in a way that was like awesome to watch. Uh, and that's part of it. And I'm going to tell you that I'm going to start off here. This game, and I, you guys talked about it briefly, and I'm surprised that the panel agreed, other than Dev, that this did not remind you of the seven. We've had games no, every us. year. See, we didn't say it didn't remind us. Well, no, no, no. Us. It's equal to. I'll even go as far as to say to me, this is the this season's version of it, and right. it is a perfect right, version of it. Go. It is not it, to me a lesser in any way, and even though it is different. Right? There's diff- there's personality differences between the two games, but to me, one of the reasons why it's that to me is that game of the seven was sort of a symbolic one of like, this team is special, man. They just have something about them. Jokic has something about them. When things get tough as you count them out, they just have something there. There was the Utah factor, you know, to that one as well. You kind of feel like Yoke was starting to own Gobert at that that phase. This one felt like that to me, where this feels like a symbolic one. And the other game it reminds me of is Jamal Murray's three against the Blazers last year Mm. in that that represented that shot represented the end of the Murray climb back this game to me and time will tell if it's true or not feels like the end of the Murray is not back and the bench is struggling like this feels like the end of that sure especially because it quite literally could be the end of the Murray part we'll find out soon enough here tomorrow uh, but maybe he plays in that game and it does also because Okay, they get the get-right game right against San Antonio Sunday night in their home building. You got to go win that game. They do. And they put their brand of basketball on it, right? They, they put the Nuggets touch on it. That feels great. All of that momentum or steps in the right direction could easily have been undone by the nightmare that was this game on paper. Instead, take all of it, magnify it, right? Turn turn up the volume. They There is joy in that locker room, I am sure, right now. And they're ready to get back to work. Let's be honest. For a week there, it didn't look very fun. Watching them wasn't very fun. I think the last two games were for very different reasons. And then the momentum, right? If 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 on top, if if then Murray comes back, everyone's probably excited to come to work again, and that and that matters. Yeah. The the difference between the seven and this game to me was that the seven was still led by Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, like they're two starters, and this is sort of like this just was so. This came from two guys that, I mean, Reggie, we have seen, he'll have a probably um, a big role we would expect anyway. But DeAndre Jordan, like, we don't know what his role is. It, it was just was such a, like, what is this? And the seven to me felt like, wow, we actually have, like, a really strong foundation that, like, this is, like, the start of something very large. And, and this last one was, like, what we were talking about. It's, like, just hints at the larger Nuggets culture that exists that you have – you know, we already know what this team is. Like we just saw them do it. It's just like it is. It just the fact that it can reverberate even deeper and something just so. You know, I mean, I I just keep saying improbable. I literally don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it just, there was just nothing, nothing. I like I, I felt like I was being punished having to watch that game to start. I was like this. 
you know, listen, you get the title and you get to do this and that, but like some days you got to pay the piper. You got to yeah. watch a yeah. game on a <laughs> yep. Monday yep. where uh, Jokic is out. Nobody wants to play. It's the back. Uh, oh, James Harden's going to clown us tonight. This, yeah, uh, dude, this is just, our lot. It felt. It just felt like we were just going to have to take it. You know, like yeah. just shut up and take it. And to the opposite, in the exact opposite, like it was such a delightful. Uh, experience like I would I would watch that game every night of the week if I Man, was I, I so I kind of enjoyed my own experience of this because we've talked about this before uh, D line and and vote how so much of our Nuggets experience happens on this very couch like we yeah. watch the games from this seat or from oh, yeah. downstairs and going to the game almost feels different now but really Eric out of the last like four years every almost every Nuggets game you've ever watched has either been here. Or at the arena, and that's your two experiences. Same for me. Last night, I got to watch it from my couch the way I used <laughs> yep. to. Yep. And it did feel quaint where I was almost like, this is weird watching yeah. the game on my couch on my TV. You're like, I just get to like, stay here? And you forget how great those experiences are, too, because last night, my wife fa falls asleep on the couch right next to me last night, right? She just, she just had a long day. She just passes out. And I'm watching the game in silence. And early in the fourth quarter, I can't... Keep quiet. I keep waking <laughs> like, her up because I'm like, ah! Like I'm screaming to my like, don't be mad at me. Be rat mad at Reggie Jackson. Be I mad did, at Reggie I, Jackson. At one point, I woke her up on purpose. I was like, babe, <laughs> this is incredible. You gotta watch it. She's like, tired. She's new like, seven just dropped. <laughs> babe, wake up. New seven just dropped. You gotta check it out. And so I'm like literally screaming uncontrollably. And I mean that, man. Like, could I have controlled it? Maybe? Maybe not. I wasn't gonna try. Do you think we were under control in the bar? I know. <laughs> in the bar, that's the natural state, right? That's my point. It was sick. Your point absolutely stands. It was sick, though, because it was a really small bar crowd. Yeah. Just, it was a month. Yeah, yeah. 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 You want to talk about back sickos, to back man. to back. Jokic wasn't playing. And. Everyone just is making eye contact. Like it was yeah. a real in the club. Oh, yeah, dude, totally. we were like yeah. running around. Yeah, we. I would describe us as rambunctious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and so it was fun to be at, like, to have that moment again. We're here at the bar. I'm not trying to contain my emotions, so like they always come out. <laughs> right, right, right. But or at the stadium, but. At home, I am. I'm just sitting here by myself, basically, my wife sleeping. And yet, here I am, like, ready to stand up at parts and pace the room. And I'm like, this is awesome. I haven't had so this great. experience in so long. But to your point, D-Line, about the difference between the two, I agree. Those are very important differences. But this is why they're equal to me. In 2020, when that happened, or was it, yeah, I think it was 20 or 2021, one of the two, when that happened, we didn't know if Murray and Jokic were champions. We didn't know if they had it in them. Right. So the main question, the fact that it was those two, was helping us bet it was providing more evidence that they were who we thought they were yeah. and that was the biggest question at the yes. time that's no longer a question no we know who this is the only question we really have about this year's team is is this bench up to snuff that they don't blow it like the denver starters we know are good enough the bench is the question and then the, the larger question maybe about how deep does the culture go or this or that and then to your point they were in a moment in time where it was at a low. Where four and days ago, the bench was at an all-time seasonal low. I would describe it as a nadir. A nadir, perhaps some people would <laughs> nice. say. And tonight, yeah. <laughs> everybody drink. And so uh, that's why this game, it's like the bottom, in the same way that the seven answered a question Lowest for that point. era or for that year. This one answered a question for this year in a way that was like, yeah, I, mean, I walk away from that game that, real quick, thinking that I'm not saying Reggie Jackson will win a playoff game. But that is now one of the outs for the Nuggets in a playoff <laughs> yeah. series, is that it is possible that Reggie Jackson will be the difference maker in a playoff game. It's true. You can't, you can't say he won't. <laughs> right, you can't right. say he won't. We, well, we, I mean, we watched him win a playoff game for the Clippers. 
Dude, this, I, I had this in the chat last night. Reggie's such a weird player. He was the best player or maybe second best player on a team that went to the Western Conference Finals one year. Last night, not his career high. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. That's why Wynn last night was saying it's his best all-time game. I'm like, no, it's not. He's done this in the playoffs. Like, he weirdly has this Did you check him. out your Allen Iverson uh, claims? Well, here's the thing. The Wilt stat kind of backs me up, dude. Two players. For some reason last night, uh, both like really locked in on it being a better performance than Allen was, Iverson has ever had. And he kept repeating that over and over. And it was based on just vibes. Nothing. Yeah. Just vibes. Just vibes. <laughs> Uh, but but this like is a real thing where the Reggie could have broke a lot of different ways. I mean, early in the we in the off season we kept thinking maybe he gets replaced by a picket or something throughout the court. Sure, oh, totally, we, one totally. thing we didn't talk about very much, but is now very much on the table is that Reggie might actually just win a playoff series for you or a playoff game. I don't know if he's the type of player to win you a playoff series. I mean, yeah, every yeah. game he is consistently great. But in Austin but Rivers, is he Austin guy Rivers, Austin, exactly. But even more than Austin Rivers hit open shots when the ball came to him. Reggie sure. might be a guy that just creates four minutes of great offense and you're like oh man he is cooking these fools right now yeah i think getting back to a place where obviously the stagger is its own its own thing like where and when jamal comes out and reggie comes in it's a little dicey but i think getting things back to where they should be with reggie just manning the bench and that being his sole responsibility um or not sole but his big responsibility his primary yeah. primary i like that i, I and because he is a guy who can at least create something out of nothing. And I don't, he's not going to go ahead and do what he did last night. Again, probably, I think, question mark. But to, to I don't know. I kind of think he might. That's that's really, like, that's it's confidence, man. <laughs> so much Adam's of this is point, confidence. To the point of what we were just joking about, it actually has happened before, more than once. So this isn't, you know, th this, is, this is magic that he can capture and he can harness. So absolutely, man, like that, that was, I think what was more concerning for us coming in was the floor, but yeah. he kind of, yeah. I mean, that's been pretty encouraging as well. So we've seen the floor and then we get this game and all of a sudden it's like, who's count, who's counting the pennies on that contract anymore, right? Like, what were we, what were we so worried <laughs> like about? Six, five million or something, five million. And we're like, what? Five million. That's slightly more than we had in mind. Yeah. Like, who cares money. now? Um, I am going to double down that a large part of the bench's struggles over the last three weeks has to do with the pressure of what they were on. I don't think any of the young guys, Strother, Peyton, Pickett, and even Christian, or especially Zeke, all of those guys have been playing with the weight of the world on their shoulders over the last couple of weeks. And it you have a bad game, and then it compounds by a couple. Then the road trip is bad. And they all seem to me to be playing like guys that are terrified to make mistakes. And there's an intensity to everybody on the roster, from Jokic to Michael Malone to, just every, to the players themselves. And I feel like last night, Yoke's not even on the trip. Murray's not there. Nobody expects you to win. It's almost like you're playing with house money. Malone's relaxed. You know, like, all right, let's just go out there and try. And to me, you see how freely Julian Strother played. You see how freely uh, Peyton Watson played. Both of those guys were phenomenal in that game. Yeah. Phenomenal. And then, of course, Reggie Jackson is playing freely. And I do think that there is something to, there's ebbs and flows emotionally to a season. And Denver was on an emotional anxiety flow. And I feel like whatever has happened in the last 
I don't know, since the San Antonio game, has been the opposite of that. And it's like, this is a real lesson for Denver to take. You can't anxiety your way to success. There's got to be a little bit of a, like, relax, guys. It's a long... We, we're champions. We're not worried about November. We're worried about process. We get lucky enough to talk to some of these some of these guys on this show here, and, and they sort of have talked about how those wins do have an effect in the locker room. You know, Murray and Jokic don't need November 27 reminders nope. of how good they are. They don't. Nope. But the young guys did. Yep. And what that can do for the vibes, a word we use on this show a lot, but actually just their confidence of there's so much, hey, we're on maybe the best team in basketball. I am not going to be the guy to F this up. There's You strip enough of that away, and it's just a basketball game, and all these guys are in the NBA because they know how to play basketball. And there's, there is something freeing to it. Obviously, you want your best players night in, night out. But to get this chance and take advantage of it, it really can, I think, take a weight off the shoulders of guys like Peyton and Julian. And think about Sunday night. Malone rewards Peyton with the chain, but he gives him a challenge. Yes. Can you be consistent? Can you do this every night? Very next night, very similar effort from Peyton Watson. Mm. And Julian as well. So they carried that through. They carried it on the road. They did it without their older brothers or babysitters or, you know, however you kind of want to view it there. I'm sure their confidence is, is brimming right now and with good reason. Yeah. And D-Line, it's not that they shouldn't have pressure. There's just an appropriate pressure to have. And in November, that pressure is you need to be getting better and you need to be refining your process and figuring out. And I just feel like that's why I feel like it was been the wrong kind of pressure lately. Look, the Nuggets are 11 and 6. They don't need to have the pressure of what their standings are right now. They're going to make a run at some point this year and probably be a top two seed. And I just wonder if there was a little bit too much pressure on this road trip for the micro. And like the moment you take that micro pressure away, it's like, okay, everybody relax. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to, we're going to see how it, how it, you know, filters out after this and like when the, like, they I get smacked by Houston. Yeah, tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> but the other thing is like, the be- like we still don't know who terrible. the bench is, yeah. you know, even through this game. You know, it's still like, okay, is DeAndre Jordan our backup five? Like, right. is, like there's a lot of like, and I feel because there were players that weren't playing a lot to your point, like they knew they were going to get playing time, right? And so yes, that's, yes. Not, that's not going to be the case necessarily moving forward for those point. guys. So it's like they just wanted to go out and show out and do whatever they can. And yes, nobody is even expecting them to win the game. They, even their most ardent supporters were loudly expecting them to lose that game, me. And they went out and just did what nobody expected and they played like they did i mean a lot of it was just like kind of rec league stuff in the the most uh complimentary way like just scrambling and diving on balls and running you know like doing things that weren't necessarily part of a process but were just plays of like just all heart stuff which is awesome to see in young players because yeah they're trying to like carve their role out in this entire league Sometimes you know what this game reminded me of. Then we got to go to our first break. I want more on this game on the in segment two. But this game reminded me. What else are we going to talk about? No, (laughs) we got to get to some of these other topics. Uh, This game reminds me of the scene in Almost Famous. When the lead singer goes on the drug bend, you know, at the house, yeah, and everything's at a low, and he has to get back on the bus after Mm -hmm. cursing out everyone. 
And then they have that moment where they all sing Tiny Dancer, and it just kind of feels good at the end. Yeah, That's yeah. what this game felt like. The whole Reggie Jackson just singing Tiny Dancer, and everybody joins in. And it's like, you know what? This is awesome. We're rock stars. Did you know the best part, just quickly, about Reggie Jackson's performance last night? It wasn't just like hot shooting. He just like, no! was just blowing by guys and getting the rim. Like, this entirely replicating. Better entirely than your, your favorite player has ever played. Bro, he cooked... Cooked. Guys that consider themselves Cooked. elite one-on-one players, he was schooling them, cooking schooling them, them. And, and it was like, yeah, you can't, you guys, Kawhi Leonard, you're good, but you're not Reggie Jackson, good. Paul George, <laughs> you're good. Uh, James Harden, four through the legs, sidestep, you're good, but you're not Reggie Jackson. Good. Also, also with DeAndre Jordan's help, those were not like, uh, oh, you're not playing hard enough defense tonight. Reggie was very far you from can't the defend. He this. was very far from the hoop, and he was throwing it up over his head. And yeah. DeAndre was dunking it on two like, people. Why don't you hustle a little higher to fourteen feet? Yeah, like, dude, the reanimated <laughs> corpse of Lob City just <laughs> ruining. This their is dreams. the thing: is there's also this thing about this would be like the Suns getting cooked by Mikel Bridges and Cam oh, Johnson oh, or eight or something. Shit. You know what I mean? Which like, is going to happen. Good. It's like they traded Reggie because they had bigger plans. They and it's like him. Reggie's like, you had bigger plans than me. They traded him, baby. Cut it. They cut him. Yeah, well, they had to make room. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, By the way, apparently um, Reggie did have some really cool thoughts on his time in of the Clippers organization because he he's a really nice and reflective guy. Had nothing but great things to say about them. Yeah. I think that makes it so much better. To be magnanimous when they're like, oh, they're like, yeah. he's like, hey, you guys. You, tr- you that was a great game. Hey, they took the <laughs> you guys on me. I love these guys. You guys forever. gave us everything we could like hope. Brothers, for. push the cigarette out. You know? Reggie's a great story. Reggie is an absolutely great story, and I'm so glad. I'm honestly glad that I was skeptical of him. Me I'm too. glad that I was out on me, him. Yeah, because it's more fun to be wrong in an instance like this in the exact way, and to be like, you know what, this guy's awesome to root for. It's entirely we're learning this about the this new golden era of Denver Nuggets fandom. It's like expectations like yeah. if you expect it and you get it it's yeah. like you know you're like a rich kid that gets the pony that you knew you're gonna get but like yeah. man if you get a pony when you weren't expecting <laughs> holy cow that's a great <laughs> hey, pony? i thought those were socks for sure just a, another, but yeah like but last night like completely unexpected delightful would you say god bless the doors he closed yeah that's that's i would say that that's an expression (laughs) for sure all right let's take a break on the other side i do want to spend a little bit more time on peyton watson julian strother those guys were also really good as well man adam's expressions never ordinary you know what else is never ordinary (laughs) any play any game when you're betting with three six five don't need to wait for the game of the night you don't need to wait for the play of the game turn it all into the moment with bet three six five Download the app right now and use promo code DNVR365. When you set up, you'll get to choose between two offers, a first bet safety net, $1,000, or bet $5, get $150 when you sign up. Again, with code DNVR365, when you're on that app, you might see Nux. That's our mascot. That means they're looking at a DNVR custom bet, baby. Ride with us if you do. Again, you got to be 21 plus and physically located in Colorado. Please do gamble responsibly. And if, if I can give you a piece of advice... The most responsible gambling is to do whatever Dev says. <laughs> Dev can't stop winning, and it's all—it's spilled over onto me, dude. I look at me. I—I have the—I have a Dev shine on me today. <laughs> um, <laughs> on a serious note, please do gamble responsibly. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text one eight hundred Gambler. And there's only two. How did I forget the second one? Nah, just kidding. I'm prepared. Uh, you know what's better than a regular sandwich? A hoagie. You know what's oh. better than a regular hoagie? A primo hoagie. That's why I go to primos. 
They've got a, if that sounds like a Northeastern location to you, that's certainly the vibe, but guess what? They're in Denver too. In fact, they're also in Centennial. And right now you can order party trays from them in advance and online at primohoagies.com. Use code DNVR for $2 off a primo-sized hoagie when ordering online. It's not just a hoagie, it's a primo. You'll know, you'll taste the difference, folks. You will taste the difference. Um, I like what you brought up as we get back into segment two here. I like what you brought up about Peyton Watson because Michael Malone giving him the defensive player of the game chain in against San Antonio and then challenging him with the specific challenge. I think oftentimes young players, it's hard to communicate to them exactly what it is that's needed. And you should wrap it to them. To, sometimes you have to wrap it to <laughs> them. That's best the Brian Shaw. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to reach millennials, that's what they're listening to. These read days. a book about it. <laughs> um, but I feel like, and I'm optimistic. Again, we don't know off of a two-game sample size, but I am optimistic that the message might have gotten through to Peyton Watson. You know, I think that so much of this is just understanding exactly, exactly what's being asked of you. Two games in a row of doing this, and him even just quote tweeting Malone's message the other day and being like, "Let's do it again tomorrow." Then coming out and showing out the way that he did. To me, I'm like, there it is, man. You don't need to be a superstar right now. You need to build a foundation, and that foundation is playing hard and making plays every single game. Did it two games in a row, and I'm cautiously optimistic, D-Line, that this is the new Peyton. Peyton Watts, like, one of the reasons, like, I'm so interested and in on Peyton Watson is because he's, like, a very, like, he has a lot of poise. He's, like, very contemplative, like, confusingly so. If you hear, like, I I was never more impressed by a player early on than when I was when he sat and gave his own breakdown of all the players on the Nuggets, just, like, unprompted. Right. And it it wasn't just like, oh, oh, man, he's got that dog. And he was just, like, (laughs) gave, like, really thoughtful answers. And I was like, this is a very young kid. Um and he comes off as being very coachable to me and also just like super enthusiastic like he but also like a uh and you know obviously I'm I obviously have thought more about Pete Watson maybe I should have but he just <laughs> seems like a guy that like wants to be great has everything I agree with that. all of the tools to, to be able to get him there but can be a little distracted especially because yes. he's like so young he's so young but he also strikes me as somebody that like listens and so like I really think he's going to be super coachable and who better in that position than Michael Malone, who has just shown time after time the ability to bring young players, young men, to a place of maturation and like understanding, like Michael Porter Jr. being the most like obvious in this case, in that uh, most obvious example. I just, I'm like so excited for what he brings. He just has such natural raw talent. I love that he's harnessed it two games in a row. I mean, I'm not like I, yeah, you I don't can't think declare he's, it. I don't think he's arrived, but I like I think that he at least is like clicked yes on arriving the arriving at the right target though. Like yeah. aiming at the right target is how I would put it. I, yes. I'm hopeful. You're right. He's gonna have terrible games. He's gonna have terrible stretches. But I'm hopeful that he knows what he's aiming at. I agree with that. I think even that will probably still fluctuate a little okay. bit. Like I think Christian Brown's best quality is rare in a rookie which is you do not have to teach me how to do that part of it the energy and the and the right approach every single night 82 times it's a long season uh it's a long season i know peyton has been on this team before um but it's a long season when you're like in the rotation for the first time and i so i do think yeah there will be some games in in like 
maybe it's February where it takes another stern reminder from Malone, you know, like maybe he's kind of been, been just kind of going through the motions for a game or two. But I do think that to respond right away to Malone's challenge and to learn those lessons now in November and not at the end of the year, that's a lot of what Malone's been talking about when he's like, look, part of the challenge this year is to develop these guys. And I think you you can see there are these moments, and last night was one of them, not a lot of guys were active, but these, there are these moments where sort of regardless of how he's been playing, Malone's like, I'm going to Peyton here in the fourth. I'm just doing it because he yeah. has to go through this. YOLO. And, and already through, I think he's coming out the side with a little better understanding, as raw as it still is. So I, I love that part of the process. And I do think we have to be ready for Malone to kind of play that card at times, even if it means maybe losing a game here or there. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy that deserves mention is Julian Strother, because Strother also played a very important role in this game and just did stuff, man. Like Strother to me, him and Pickett and Zeke are the three guys that most like Peyton Watson sometimes loses focus. Maybe is some trying to do something he's not or doesn't always hustle. The other three guys to me are the ones that can play the most tight. The difference between when they're loose and tight is the most obvious. Um, Julian last night just, I thought, played free and made big-time plays, man. Um, to me, he it might be the guy that I'm most optimistic with a little bit more relaxation from the team as a whole, a little bit more just like, hey, it's a long season. It's a process. Just enjoy the process. Uh, he might be the guy that most has this steep curve to me. I just love, yeah. I love Julian Strother's game. He's got a great touch. He's got a, I mean, he shoots at a level that like most human beings are not able to. And he's got like such raw talent. And you've seen, we've seen it early. Like the difference between he and Peyton Watson. Peyton Watson is like physically gifted and is built the right way. Not that Julian Strother isn't, but Julian Strother has just that that shooting touch and. It's so weird, dude. I, like it's, the fact that he he only has two shots. Also, he only has the three and the floater, and nothing else in between. He took a pull up jumper the other, yesterday, and it looks so weird. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Because it was like he hit front rim, right? Pretty hard, I think. It was like a mid range pull up where I was like, oh, he's gonna shoot a floater, and he goes into a jumper, and I was like, dude, how does a regular jumper look strange on you? He, he there's a couple of things. My favorite play he had last night was breaking up the lob. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like, almost said that. Was that last night? It was that last was night. last night. That was last night. Yeah, yeah. And then the one Sunday night was almost getting murdered by Victor. Yeah. Almost. But being there. But, but being, being there. there but then ended up murdering. And prevent and preventing a dunk. I love that play. I think there's a little bit I think there's a little bit to extract from the, the ball handling slash playmaking potential more so than I thought. No, I don't. You're hedging that. To me, I think yes, it's for I sure. Am. Am Part hedging. of it is that I just thought he had none. That's kind of what I'm. That's why I'm. It's because it's like we just, we've been coming from Mike. That's what I'm trying. Well, <laughs> no, but it's because it, it's because that's not really like what he wasn't built as that well. wasn't on the scouting report. Yeah. That wasn't why you drafted him per yep. se. I shouldn't speak for Calvin, uh, but it wasn't the, the the top line, the main line on the scouting report. But I, to, to your point, I do think I'm pleasantly surprised when he puts the ball on the floor. There's some decision making I like. And there's okay, like may, maybe this is a guy you can trust in those moments more more than you thought to start the year. As and well. and this is what I mean though about pressure is you don't dribble the ball if a turnover will get you benched. You're like, well then I'm not going to dribble. I'm just going to catch and pass yeah, it right yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. But when he does explore, like there is a risk that a bad possession is going to happen or a turnover or something like that. But you almost need it to be like, hey, but he's good enough that he's going to figure this out if we just allow him to do it. And I thought last night, um, you know, he just made plays, man. He was incredible. The yeah. last note I have from this game, and then we can kind of start to move on a little bit, is 
the only thing I didn't like about the game, and I wouldn't change anything because it ended perfectly, but the only thing so I didn't, you didn't like... didn't get a high-five dev when it was over like I did? <laughs> that, that part <laughs> did suck. But I didn't like the no point guard minutes. And I do think, look, Michael Malone went to his two vets, Reggie and DeAndre, and then he just said, we're not doing a point guard. Christian Brown's a minus 19. He's <laughs> the one guy that didn't get to participate yeah. in this vibey night, in part because he had to be a point guard <laughs> instead of just a regular guy. And those minutes went horribly, and this game might not have actually been that close otherwise. But it's one thing that's at least noteworthy to say. Um, Denver, I think, is not going to be in this position where they're this shorthanded again. So it's a, probably a moot point. But the no point guard lineups, how's, however bad Colin and Pickett have been, they're point guards, man. <laughs> at least there's an identity yeah. when, when there's a guy like that on the court. So, so one he, note. <laughs> here's the thing that I'm like most conflicted about, or at least confused by from last night, is that there were so many guys that showed potential and not only potential, like utility. Like, what do you do with, like, Justin Holiday now? Like, what do you yeah. do with DeAndre Jordan? What do you do with Julian Strother? All these guys, like, everybody, for the most part, showed out, and then you're like, oh, man, Jokic, Murray, and AG are coming back. So three of those guys that looked awesome, like, now no are longer. Out, yeah. yeah, like, if like Justin Holiday. Just to, I mean, it's you know, we're talking mostly about the young guys because that's the most exciting part. But the Justin Holiday looked like a very, very solid player for the Denver Nuggets. Like, and I guess to that point, like he's a guy that you can maybe just leave on the shelf and break. Yeah, gla- break like, glass. Yeah, it, it, he he has that, and he can be that. But it's also like, is it? But do you want like? Is it worth just like using him? Like, how much development is important this year versus? I mean, I know that it has been a stated goal, but also. Like, don't we just don't we just want to win? I don't know. <laughs> that's I mean, that's kind of the the tough spot Malone's in, and obviously the is front he, is he in a tough spot though. I know he's, he's like you can extension. win, you can win well, that's, with chocolate. I, I just I just mean this one dynamic. I'm just talking, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. I'm just saying like <laughs> I just mean this one dynamic of like yes, that is an option, but there's also the you want to sprinkle in the Watson and Strother minutes. Because if you feel great about them by the end of the year, like that's a home run as opposed to the Justin Holiday single to stick with the metaphor. Um, but th- it is, it's exactly that. Break glass in case of emergency, yeah. get a playable vet on the floor. And and so that, uh, he was really good in two straight games, I thought. I know, but is it like a disservice to him to treat him that way, given how good he's looked when the glass has been broken? You know I, what I mean? Like, I, here's how I, I would, here's how I, I, I would put it. I think he's the kind of player you can. Yeah, I, I think he is too. I do too. And I think that you'll probably just end up playing more guys than you were before, you know, kind of yeah, on a probably. like, hey, we gave Strother a first half, but we're not giving him a second half kind of thing. Like, I think that's okay as long as it's not intense, as long as it's more like, hey, man, rough night tonight. We're going to go over it, but we're going to just in the second half, you know, whatever. Like, I, I think there's an approach to this that is that is very meaningful. But here's the thing. My answer to that question is more... They need to figure out who they are by February because that's when the trade deadline is, and that's when you need to say, like, we're not wasting this season. Yeah. We need to decide by then. And if you get to mid-January, late January, and you've given all these guys run, and you're like, okay, Julian's a year away, but this was good for him. Now we're going to Justin. February, March, April is all Justin Holiday needs to be ready to play by the playoffs, in my opinion. So I think that there is time. I would probably go back to your opening night rotation of playing those guys and uh, if Murray's back and knowing that you do have Justin there to fill in second half minutes right. and this or that because he clearly has earned them. But I want to see. I just want to see 
this season has been this is the end of phase two to me. Phase one was the first nine games with Jamal Murray healthy. That was phase one. Denver looked incredible. Phase two was the next ten games or whatever it was when Murray was not out and this that and they looked rough and that was a rough patch. But I do feel like that's over. I think there's a great chance that Murray's back in the lineup on Wednesday. I think there's a great chance of that. And that Denver has a more or less full roster to go with on Wednesday. And from Wednesday till Yokemus, basically, is probably phase three of this season. Like you yeah. break it into these little phases, that's probably phase three. I, I like the idea of you keep working towards the bench that you wanted with these young guys. But now you know, I think, okay, AG needs a night off. Mike could use a night off back to back. Justin Holiday. And that's the kind of Jeff yep. Green deal almost yes. of. You just slide right in there, and and that's the beauty of it. And I think Malone feels that way. You just listen to him talk about Justin Holiday. He uses words like seamless, and it's it's been a good fit so far. What about you know? Let's take one quick break. On the other side, we're going to talk about the most memorable games. But before we get to the memorable games on the other side, I do want to ask if you guys think DeAndre Jordan needs to now play over Zeke yes. because that's the one question that I think is actually <laughs> oh after pretty complicated after the break. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Good to, be, good to be back in here with you guys. <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. We love those Breck brews. We love them because they've got one for every sports occasion. Are you watching a hockey game? Guess what? Try the Avalanche Amber Ale. Mm. Are you watching the surging Denver Broncos? Uh, dude. Crack open a Broncos country pale ale. Are you watching the Reggie Jackson-led Denver Holy Nuggets? Smokes. Fire up the uh, Mile High City Nuggets drink. It's are you, awesome. Are you watching Love is Blind? Drink anything. The Fun drink, Slinger, dude. Good Company, Art <laughs> Cider, uh, uh, Seltzer. Don't stop drinking, though. If you're, don't stop. If you're watching Love is Blind. <laughs> if you're looking for a Breck Brew, we've got them all here at the DMVR bar in the corner of York and Colfax, or punch it into the Breck Beer. Uh, go to breckbrew.com and look for the beer locator. Tell it where you are. Tell it what you're looking for. It'll tell you where to go next. I like it when it's, when it's that easy and convenient. Yeah, you know nice. what? Because I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. need it spelled no, out. No, everyone watching the show knows that. Oh, okay. They don't have to do the show with you to know that. Does everybody watching the show know that there's some, uh, there's a third kind of winter glove you made it. You made, okay, I got my nice little mittens. Yep. Oh, yeah, I like I've got the my cute ones. And then I'm like, okay, I'm at the mountain. I've got like ski. Oh, yeah. That's the, the only ones you need. You don't right. need any other no, ones. No, that's I don't not think. true, guys. Really? What if you're working? What if, oh. what if you're on the job? Man, that's a good point. You got to check out the Hestra Job gloves. Go to hestrajob.us. These things are actually super good. And make purchases using <laughs> They're actually incredible. DNVR. J-O-B. Uh, Hestra's a glove company, so when we're talking about their gloves, know that they're sticking to their bread and butter. It's kind of like Bacchus and Shanker helping you out yeah, with like a, well, like an automobile accident. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so don't trash your <laughs> good seamless just like that. And yeah. don't use suboptimal <laughs> equipment for outdoor cold labor. Get the Hestra job gloves. They fit great. Give you dexterity to get the job done. Plus, they're warm. Visit www.hestrajob.us. Use code DNVRJOB to get 30% off your next purchase. And anyone looking to supply their team with high-quality work gloves at a bulk rate, email Josh Jacobson at josh at hestrausa.com. Dude, we could use that. Also, uh, give this to your dad. That's actually a good dad gift. Dads need work gloves. They don't want socks. I or, am a dad. I can. I. This would be a great gift. Don't give them a coupon book that includes a hug and a foot rub or something. Don't want that one. No. Don't give. Don't, don't give your dad a foot rub. <laughs> that would be really strange. <laughs> Thanks, son. <laughs> 
Eric makes everything a hundred times weirder, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He That's really what I'm took here, that man. a weird, listen, weird direction. You can listen to any podcast about basketball. Not all of them make you feel weird. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. Uh, vote, I gave you a task. Actually, first we have to ask the DeAndre Jordan question. Real just, quick. You scared me. I, I was like, did I do it? Oh, no. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> You did a great job. Uh, before we get there, though, um, as much as last night was a vibes night, it wasn't necessarily the most. I think we had a good game. Seven offensive rebounds or whatever. He actually did. He actually had he some blocked nice. three shots in eleven minutes. <laughs> Poor Zeke, man. I know. Um, Minus nineteen, though. Is the the thing is all about identity, and the bench had a Reggie uh, DeAndre Jordan identity last night. The hmm. the one area I will say. Is some of this is on the Clippers? Is their de- defense was so bad, they they just had horrible. Could be every single play they were yelling at each other it's about a breakdown. True. It was pretty hilarious. Um, so I don't know if that pick and roll is always going to work that way, and I don't know if DeAndre Jordan is built for more than one game every now and then. That being said, hard to argue that there wasn't a clear identity with Reggie Jackson in that second unit last night, and that it worked pretty well. So what do you do? Yeah. So there's yeah the obvious layer of it is in a vacuum that's a better game than Zeke will play all year, and and even if you're high on Zeke, I think that's very easy to say. The second is like you just said, the identity. So often without Jokic on the floor, the Nuggets stagnate, and I think one thing that both those two guys together sort of set the tone early with is, hey, we don't just have to stand around and jack up jumpers tonight. Right? right. There's going to be a pick and roll game. Yeah. But also, Jordan's just going to keep the ball moving from the middle of the floor, and if you cut, he was passing. He'll that find thing you. Yesterday. He said that on and off the floor. If you cut, he'll find you. <laughs> what, and what is going I on? Know, I know, man. I'm being so serious. He too. spends one and a half years with Jokic, and he's over here like, I did he pass the ball behind? His- he passed the ball behind his I, back. Dude, I, behind the back. I wish I could have heard like the Serbian shit Jokic was yelling at his TV watching oh, that. Oh, my like, God. Um, oh, he wasn't watching. Oh, no. He definitely was. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so that stuff is all true, man. The, the next layer of it that's like more in the nuance, kind of overthinking layer of it is if you're trying to go back to the switch everything identity, DeAndre hardly fits into that. Right. Um, and he can you really expect him to play... <laughs> you know, night in, night out at this stage in his career. I think probably no with to the latter. But I do think, does he have to sit on the shelf the whole time? My thoughts on how often he appears, uh, especially if the bench needs to just change something up, I feel like that's a very stellar argument for more opportunity. I don't know if you can play him night in and night out, but I do think that that was better than anything Zeke would give you. God, I know, dude. I, you got to try that. That was dynamic that was like unstoppable <laughs> so it actually was dynamic it was it was, it had a clear identity that was the, the it was a very literal uh reimagining of lob city that's those guys like it was they just redid they did that again yeah it wasn't just like I mean, the most frustrating parts about the bench, like you mentioned, is just guys sitting around like, am I supposed to they shoot? They don't like, know what they're supposed to do. They, yeah, they're like kind of around, like somebody drives, they get they get like maybe to the elbow, and then they're like, oh, God, and they have to go back out. Um, there's just no cohesion. There's no plan. There's no attack. This was just pure attack. The whole thing was so downhill. Reggie breaking down <laughs> the entire cl- I can't get over this game. What was this game? It was they, incredible. If they could get like... I don't know, 80% of what they gave us last night. I mean, we don't need Reggie. I don't believe we need Reggie to score 36 every night. Who knows? Maybe that would be nice. But, like, if we can just get those two playing off one another for stints, maybe it's, you know, maybe it is, like you mentioned, we're playing more players. It's not just like a it's locked down. But, like, 
I don't know how you keep those two guys apart from each other, from one another after what you just saw until they show you that they can't do it. Especially if the matchup makes sense. I really, I mean, like if my, the backup, if the other team's backup big is a legitimate big, right? And there's like a true five out there. I'd love to see DeAndre Jordan play. If you re- if Michael Malone really believes that this is sustainable in any capacity, like not, that might have been an A version of it, but if that is like a thing that you can do, then I would say, you know what, you should pull on that thread and find out. But here's the thing. I, I'll say I, my official position right now is that he should not replace the Zeke minutes. He should replace the Aaron Gordon at backup center minutes, which Denver has gone to out of a bit Definitely. of a panic. Definitely. And it's like, don't panic, man. Just go to DeAndre. And you can still have that sort of quick hook with Zeke, although I do think that you need to, like, Malone has a checklist of things to do of, oh, in phase three of the season now. It's like you got to boost Zeke up because that guy looks like he is. Dude, he, he looks like. Why uh, can't Zeke just play the four? In that lineup? I don't know. <laughs> like, tell me you can't, like, why can't we get to the place where Zeke is hanging out and he actually is a threat from three? Reggie. Reggie. Julian. Peyton, yeah, and then Zeke. you have kind of like those. There's the guys. There's the P. Watts, the yeah. Julians, the Christians, the guys that you expect a lot from, but are still truly developing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. May, maybe, I mean, maybe. I, look, I do think there's something too that I never really buy that that second unit has an identity. It is either a swarming defensive switch all lineup, or it is a Reggie DeAndre pick and roll. And I feel like there's no way. It's one of those two things, or it's a terrible yes. identity. Yeah. I just yeah. Zeke. I just always feels bad for him because he's like put in a position where he's not going to succeed. He's like usually quite a bit smaller than the guy he's going up against. He doesn't jump high. So he he's doesn't not a jump log, high. Log it's like threat. the things that are being asked of him are like outside of his core competency, and he's just like a small center. He just yeah. is, and it's he needs it, to be Kelly Olynyk and be popping and doing these different things. Right. But he's not. They're making right. him a They're rolling roll. And then it doesn't, doesn't do anything for that bench unit. When DeAndre rolled last night, it opened. Oh, my God. It, it did quite a lot. So, I mean, look, there's no argument about what we saw in a vacuum. Like, yeah. DJ earned a further look. He earned more minutes. Zeke will not play that well. I, I do want, like, I just do wonder if it's more of a this situation calls for this. Whereas, well, whereas saying, a week yeah. ago it was, it's just going to be Zeke. It looks like maybe there's more. But you got the Denver needs to figure out Zeke though. Like I, I do know, think there's part of it. There it's is like, something to you can't go away from it because of what that would mean for your long term future having signed this guy. So I do think there's some and there and also you just Denver can't get to a point where it's mid February and they don't know what their team is. They need to spend the next two months really figuring out is Zeke our guy or not? Is Peyton our guy or not? Like are these guys on the right path or are they not? <laughs> And if you don't commit to it between now and then, I do think you're going to get into a place where it's hard to know which way to break. I, I just, I think you can, like, I feel very comfortable declaring that Zeke is your backup five is the wrong path. It's the wrong path. Like for him, it's the wrong path for the Nuggets. Like Zeke wasn't always just a defined center. Like it wasn't like he came in as like this is a center. Michael Malone very much declared he's a power forward. (laughs) Yes, and he became. It's like he's such a tweener in this way that he's now been cast as the backup five because Vlaco went out any number of reasons, and it's just it's not working, man. It's not working. Think about this though. Think about this though. Before Murray got hurt, we were talking about how the Nuggets only trailed for like four total minutes in eight games or whatever it was. This is a new storyline that has emerged since the Murray absence. Is there any? I mean, he was a center during that stretch. Is there any chance that, like, hey, man, these are some ups and downs to a player that's extremely volatile, and he might have an up now that 
the team is back in place. Psh, I don't know. To me, it's like when he's not performing well, it's just phys- it's literally physical. It's something that can't be overcome because th- that guy plays with heart. That guy plays really hard all the time. He is tenacious, truly. He just gets out muscled, and he or he just gets put in positions that he he literally is not able to succeed. It's like if you know you versus Kale or me one on one. You just swat the hell out of me every time. I'm like, I just got to try harder. <laughs> it's not going to help. You know what I mean? Like, but there are positions we've seen Zeke in where his skill set, his size is actually. Uh, can be in his favor, just not how he's being cast. They, they have to rethink it. It did. I mean, look, uh, it'd be a new sample, more of a sample size with Jamal back and getting back to the plan A. I mean, I'm also would like to see that because to Adam's point, we were pretty excited about the bench. Very small group of games, but we were pretty excited about the bench. We so. were pumped. It's hard to remember yeah. because of how bad it's been, but we were talking about how they get a lead in the first minute of the game and never look back. They just keep building it. There's also, and there's been plenty of Zeke disaster classes, so this isn't like a slam shot argument. I just also want to stress, as much as I love what DeAndre Jordan just did, like there are going to be nights where you play DeAndre Jordan and it looks nothing like that. Right. Like oh, that, for sure. We've seen that. So it's not like it's not like you're asking yourself, should we leave the 25, you know, the 20, 10, and 5 guy on the bench? Right, right, It's, right. it's not really who you're getting. <laughs> The wildest thing. But does he have more to offer than we give credit for? But the wildest thing, it wasn't just like DeAndre Jordan played well. It's those two, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan. They were a Those two together. And I do think that's like largely replicable because it's like they have history together. Like they are veterans in this league and they weren't, they weren't acting like, again, like Reggie Jackson wasn't just hitting deep shots. DeAndre Jordan wasn't like just i don't know doing stuff you're like he can do that still it's he's just like getting rebounds and catching lobs and doing stuff that it's like yeah that's what the, that's what so you does. wouldn't take zeke out because i do want like pickett i think could benefit from going to the g league and like yeah, you know, just a, a time. break For and sure. then coming he'll get another chance probably in a month or something and i that break i think will feel fresh with zeke i don't know if he needs a break like if he was out of the rotation for a few games i don't know that that would be like Good for him. I don't think so either because he's not a rookie. Yeah. He's not a rookie. He just signed an extension. It was made very clear by Ariana Lenarski. This is a rebirth for him. Power forward. Thank you. Power forward. (laughs) This is a rebirth. Dude, sometimes the answers, in fact, not sometimes all the time, (laughs) the answers have already been given to us. We just forget them and have to rediscover them. He's not getting traded. No, he's power forward. (laughs) Or or it's definitely that he's getting traded. Or we'll just mold it. it. We'll just mold it to whatever happens. Like, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, let's take our final last break. I keep trying to get to this, but on the other side, we got to get our five most memorable games. Okay, <laughs> okay. Did you keep before, forgetting it before you? Were, before off the air last night, we were joking about how the Adam signature is having so, a segment he's stoked about. He just can't get to it because he keeps <laughs> pushing it back. <laughs> well, uh, I have two segments. So far, we're gonna, we're gonna cut out. I mean, we're gonna do them on the pregame show tomorrow. So close, yet so far. Oh man! Hey, earlier in this show, I, I referred to Bacchus and Shanker. If you you're did. if you're living under we're a rock, about do you know who Bacchus and Shanker was last game? Uh, I'm gonna go Reggie with. Uh, I think it was actually Tor. just Bacchus and Shanker watching that game, enjoying it like the rest of us. Uh, Bacchus and Shanker, if if you're new to the program or you live under a rock or you just mute during the breaks, usually um, don't do that. We've got great partners like Bacchus and Shanker. If you've been hurt at work in a car accident as a pedestrian and it's not your fault don't panic take a deep breath and you only need to remember one number 
on your cellular device. Dial 222-2222 or visit coloradolaw.net and you will speak with one of the many lawyers on staff or just folks on staff working for working with Bacchus and Shanker. They're Colorado's premier injury lawyer two-man game. Uh, they're not going to charge you for a consultation fee. They're not going to charge you to take on your case. They won't charge you until they've won your case. So again, if you've been hurt in a car accident as a pedestrian or at work, and it's not your fault, give these fellas a call. 222-2222. Bacchus and Shanker, they win. Yeah. All right. Oh, you know what Alexis Perry said on uh, Bronco Show that I was doing with her? Uh, she said... Uh, <laughs> If you're in the if you're in the mood to sue, press the two. <laughs> I was like, that's adorable, but also I don't know. Kale, <laughs> uh, look alive because I need your help on this one. We're talking about Red Hawk roofing. Play the sound. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the Denver's best roofers have joined the DNVR Bro, did team. Did you guys see my tweet today? I had a bald eagle on the pond. Did you guys see it? Eating a goose. Check the timeline. Uh, quick, uh, how do you unblock something? Yeah. <laughs> we got to see this tweet. It was an immature bald eagle just turning white. <laughs> it tried to. I have the video of it trying to take the goose away. Too heavy. <laughs> this read actually not about birds. It's about roofing. <laughs> a little bit the about best, birds. The best, <laughs> the best roofers have joined the DNVR team. Quality materials, decades of experience, quick response time, Colorado's best estimators and contractors. And here's my favorite part. They're huge DNVR supporters. So for free, no obligation roof and property inspections, free in-depth photo reports for all inspections, you got to check in with Red Hawk Roofing. Winter is coming. Don't wait to take care of any issues before the big storms hit. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and then tell them DNVR sent you. All right, now we are back. Vote. I task you. Woo! I tasked you with coming up. Well, the thing that was so great about last night is it was random. It came out of nowhere, and that's the regular season. There's these certain games that just mean more. You thought of the best of all time. This is my fa- five favorite. I've got some honorable mentions. And Let's if go you, through if the you, honorable mentions. If you think I forgot Oh, any, yeah, Bet365. You know, I'd love to hear yours as well in the chat. This is brought to you by Bet365, never ordinary, and here's a not-so-ordinary top five. Five regular season games that were in ordinary. In fact, they stood out in our memories. But we'll start, Kale, with the honorable mentions. Uh, first, it's a loss, but we got to mention it. Game 82. It's probably, arguably, the most single-referenced regular season game of the Jokic era. They lost that game, but I think many of us still feel like it played a huge role in them being where they are today. Game 82. What do you guys think as an honorable That's mention? That's an honorable mention. I know. I, I feels like a top Woo! fiver to me. So I was like, why are we starting with one? Yeah. That it's was, a tough list. Because it's a loss, it's a man. List. That's why. But yeah. but you know what? It's it's such a that loss carries no pain. You know what I mean? It just felt like a growing up. It felt more like a um right, right. A, a transitioning. Right. We went through that, but it was good for us. Yeah. I remember being in pain. Does does the caterpillar die? No. It becomes the butterfly. Oh. Although I do In this think case, the a, caterpillar died. <laughs> well, kind of. And they got like new parts and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was important. It was an important year. That was a caterpillar uh, game. Another one that's on my honorable mention, because I, I think this one kind of gets more of its value in hindsight, but obviously a lot of people remember it. The first, Yokemus. Uh, mm. The night everything changed for the Denver Nuggets. Jokic and company taking on Portland Trailblazers, correct? You know what's funny, man? Yeah, it was two Trailblazers in the white power jerseys. And Yoke did have one of his best. Like, at, to that point, that was probably his single best pass, the one where he puts it on his hip for a second, looks away, and then just slings it like the Matrix. Yes. Um, it was incredible. But you know what's funny, man? Like, on this show and on the p- podcast that preceded, the proto-podcast that preceded DNVR, 
we would always talk about players that you're like, they need to be started. We still do it, right? This guy needs to be in the rotation. This guy. That was... It's hilarious to think that was us at one point about Nikola Jokic. Because <laughs> before Jokic, we were like, Jokic should be starting, man. And people would be like, calm down. You're not an NBA coach. It's like, he should be starting. Sometimes you're right. <laughs> Sometimes, Sometimes you're, right, you're right, And that's why we all love Jokic so much. Because <laughs> being right is great. Uh, this list is subjective, of course. So if you think I'm wrong, uh, just make yourself right. Drop your own, great drop take. Your own games in the chat. In the uh, my last honorable mention, there are more, but I do got to keep it going because there's a real list. It's the first Aaron Gordon, uh, the first oh, yeah. Aaron Gordon game after the trade before Jamal Murray got hurt when they were playing the Clippers. Shoot. You'll hear Michael Malone reference this game a lot. People forget, but this was the first time that you really heard from Zach Lowe, from GMs around the league. Could the Nuggets win the title? Could the Nuggets win the title? Dude. Now, obviously, we'd have to wait. That was the birth of the S word, which we were... Uh, We're free to use at this point. Uh, <laughs> We're free to use. Now it's on his shirt. Let's go, Smuggins! Bro, uh, you, you're right. You're right. That that game really was. I, I really do think that was the first time we saw yes. the champion. Like we like believed they would become one, but that was the first time we were like, "There it is, dude." We were like falling all over ourselves. That was. It was truly like you. You just don't, you see uh, somebody in a new like. Uh, like the the girl in the teen movie that takes off her glasses for the first time. You're like, <laughs> she was hot the whole time? That's Jennifer Love Hewitt? Oh my God, I can't what? believe it. I can't believe it. How did I not notice when she had the hair up and the glasses? <laughs> Nobody in school likes her because she's awkward and from she a different math. city. Yeah. Oh man. Turns out it's Jennifer Love Hewitt. Just absolutely right. Uh, get into the list before we got to push this back. <laughs> Number five, Banner Night. This has to be on the list somewhere. Uh, obviously, oh, yeah, not yeah. just does the banner go up, but the Lakers and the fans. The Lakers. And, a, and a whole summer of perceived chirping, chirping. A new rivalry is born, question Com- mark. Yeah, they're just conversations. Uh, just some conversations. And as it turns out, much to do about nothing. <laughs> Nuggets stomp the Lakers at home. Makes Banner Night a night to remember. Dude, Yo looking up at the banner with tears in his eyes is like, mm, like what are we doing, man? Oh, man. This even, is looking, even looking at this, this tiny <laughs> replica banner just brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> Same All right. energy. Eric looking up. Uh, one thing real quick I want to say about oh, yeah. that game. Uh, Lakers lost by 44 to Embiid and the 76ers last night. And Embiid made Anthony Davis... Look like a scrub the same way Jokic does. I gotta be honest, man. Anthony Davis is a scrub. What a fall from grace <laughs> yeah. that Embiid and Jokic both look at this man and go, ha, what a joke. No thanks. This guy yeah, was this considered is... a top 75 player and the most dominant big man, you know, of all time, even more so than Tim Duncan at one point. And now there's two centers in the NBA that treat him like he's a scrub. Do Unbelievable. You know, you know the worst part about all of this is that the Lakers are gonna win the in season tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and no Embiid and Jokic in there, you know? <laughs> I'm, we're Houston Rocket fans, boys. I don't know what to tell you. Damn it. Um, number four. This one's a deep cut. So remember, uh, this is the Jokic era. Uh, the I wanted Warriors to get game. all of it, guys. Let's go all the way back to 2017. This is a great one of our game. first tastes of the. Could it really be different with this Jokic fella? Could it be different to be a Nuggets fan? Wancho and Gomez dropped six threes for the Nuggets oh. as they upset the Golden State Warriors six? at the height insane. of their powers, 132 to 110. This was February 13th in 2017. Wancho, six threes. Three of them were from the right wing, right wing, which Scott Hastings would go on to call 
Wancho Land, one of my favorite calls ever. Dude, I had the greatest Wancho Land t-shirt that we never got to drop. It said, Man, Welcome to Wancho Land. Because he never had another good game. It said, yeah, Welcome to Wancho Land in like a postcard oh, font. And it had like various so like, that great. Just for us, we should dude. just make it. It's so That shirt's sick. Yeah, pre-order. It was so great. Uh, and I'm not kidding. We were like, we're just going to wait for the next big <laughs> Wancho moment. <laughs> we're going to wait for to make one more basket. <laughs> the movie came out. We're like, does this count? Is it too late? Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, we're like, Welcome to Bo Cruise Land. The Nuggets made 24 threes that game. The ball was absolutely popping. Jameer Nelson was awesome in that game. And then Jokic, triple-double? Sure, 17, 21, and 12. That really was a game where it was like, that's who the Nuggets would ultimately become. Yep. And that, and at that time, they only gave us little hints of it. Little tiny, like, and that was the best of them. Oh, yeah. like right. Bef- it's like right before the Grizzlies phase. You're like, oh, we're winning all these games now? Yeah. No pressure? Um Happier ending, though, for the Nuggets. But, you know, the other thing about it is at that time, if you remember, that was the Kevin Durant Warriors. And that was at that time, lots of teams would beat the Warriors in a half. And then yeah. the Warriors would come, come back in the and, third and just and then they would you. clown you, clown you. And I remember that game, the Warriors wanting that because the crowd was so into it, you know, and this that. And the Warriors wanted the like, okay, guys, but Here we're we go. gonna send you. Here it comes. And they couldn't get over the hump. And it was one of those ones where you're like, hell yeah, not tonight, boys. And Wancho danced, and the whole, like, it was the whole thing, dude. What <laughs> a beautiful a memory. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, felt, thank you for this. Uh, this is so fun, and it's so crazy how hard it, how hard it is to get to five. I see some great honorable mentions from the hear. chat. The Christmas game. Game, of course, with AG goes off the Portland game oh last year, Jamal's game winner. Oh my god, very memorable. Yeah, didn't make my list, and, but they and are, nor should they actually. I think these ones are, dude, that's so, that, I don't know. The, the, Aaron, Gordon, the Aaron Gordon, I actually like well, I'm a little, mad. I'm a little mad at you, but I'll, when you hear I'll, these I'll next thing, how about this? Gary Harris wins it at the buzzer. Ah, that's a great one. <laughs> 2018, <laughs> Jokic gets away with an all time travel. The court. Let's go, fires an absolute dart. Gary drains it over Russell Westbrook. You talked about enjoying a game as a fan. I wasn't credentialed yet. I was in there as a fan of ballerina for this one. Me too. It was fun, man. The energy was great. Just runs off the court. I think all of us who have been here for the whole whole, uh, Jokic run, we remember that one. Dude, it's the Gary Harris game. Like so the, the Wancho game, the Gary Harris game. Like when they just have that, you you could automatically know what you're talking about. The Gary Harris game winner, man. And also, that game was nationally televised. I think it was oh. TNT, but it might have been ESPN. But I'm pretty uh, sure it was TNT. Nationally televised against the Clippers, who at that time were like up here, and the Nuggets were like, oh, well, they're not real. The Clippers are real. Not this. And that game, Denver <laughs> dominated, collapsed. Paul George hits a game tying three right before it, and you're like, this sucks. We're melting down on live TV. Not so fast. Oh, yeah. Not so fast. All timer. And those uniforms only remembered because of that shot. I'm yeah. not sure we would remember those uniforms if it weren't for that one shot. The original. Yeah, it was the Thunder. Oh, the, the thunder. thunder. That's right. The, the original. Thunder. The thunder. You're right. Because you're getting right. confused. Well, Westbrook and Paul George. Yeah, is it that funny? <laughs> It's the it really was probable, the thunder. It's the disembodied. It's the top memory for the original Mr. Nugget. So it's got to be on the list. Oh, Number two, recency bias, or are we just recently no enjoying a glorious, glorious memory? No big three at LAC. I last remember night. this one. Do you yeah, remember, I remember that this one, Eric? one too? No problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I still. Eric got mad at my suggestion. I still think it's going to be called the Reggie game, only because. The name, like, there's no name for it. And so when there's no name for it, what no, is it? No, it's the bailout. It was the bailout game. The, the bailout, bailout game? Bailout game. The bailout. The bailout. And all right, then, we'll try to make it a thing. Number one, I think you framed it all well at the top of the show. You know, putting these two against each other, it's kind of... Yeah. But 
we talk about sort of the the markers and the eras where we really started to feel like things could be different. Yeah. Maybe there's something special brewing here in Denver. And maybe there's something special to the culture that Jokic, Murray, Malone, Tim Connolly, and others had built in Denver. And that is personified, fellas. The ultimate exclamation point by the seven winning in Utah. This is like Godfather I, 1, Godfather 2, man. They're right. both so great to me. Exactly. I remember exactly where I was watching that game. I remember all of the particulars. Weren't we at the... We the were in the Lakewood office. office. Yeah. Yeah. It was a snowy day. Yeah. I was driving there. It was one of those same kind of feeling of dread where you're like... I, Fifth this game is, in I'm seven like, nights. This is yeah. cool that I get to do this, but like this sucks that I have to do this. Yeah. And I yeah, drove yeah, yeah. and I yeah. parked and it was, it was like you had to scrape yeah. and like we were sitting, no one's there. We have a little TV. We I think we had to steal cable at that point. It might like, have been illegally streaming. Well, I'm quite certain we were streaming. <laughs> we were using a VPN we were, Adam's yeah. laptop. Yes, yes, we had to connect Adam's laptop to oh, the television gosh. so we could watch it. And we all were just like... The merch cave is the set. Dude, the merch game, it was called the lounge, the winner's yeah. lounge. It's literally the lounge of our office. Which is literally not a lounge. It was a 70s office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just so galvanizing. It was so exciting. It was so improbable. The photo that we, comes up time and time again all throughout the year, we see the photo over and over. It's going to echo throughout eternity in Nuggets lore. Um, it was so impactful because, yes, it... Felt like it was hinting towards something larger, and as time has shown us, it truly, truly right. was. Whatever it, yes. whatever it was, it felt like we thought we were on to that yes, night. We, we were. were right. We were dead we were on. Right. Dead on. So it, it. what a beautiful. I actually remembered everything on that list, and I don't remember anything. I know. that's Because <laughs> we we all joke about it between watching all the games and then doing these shows and the writing and, and, and all the other things you guys do. They really do blur together. But this exercise was really fun and like... I thought, okay, I can come up with five like that. And then you sit down, you talk to someone else. They give you their five. The chat's hitting us with theirs. Th what a journey we have been on, um, not just to see the title, you know, but going all the way back look to Wonderland and beyond. Dude, look at that. Two Mr. Nuggetses in that photo. Always, always And honestly, two Mr. Nugget runner-ups. Maybe even Tori could be on that list. Like Vlatko and PJ Dozier, all-time Mr. Oh, yeah. Nuggets candidates. Yeah, that's yeah, dude, real Mr. Nugget energy in this photo. We got Mr. Nugget, Mr. Magic, Mr. Partisan, uh, <laughs> and Mr. Chanchar. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot, man. They got a lot. Isn't it? Isn't it a, a blessing being a Denver Nuggets fan? My God, man, dude! It's what are you talking about? It is defined my life in a way that I thought I, I thought I actually had done something that was meant that meant anything and already... none of it mattered. I yeah. just found out like I'd been wasting time and just waiting for the Denver Nuggets to show up and give me meaning. Here they are. And like I said, we don't know if Murray's back, but I have a strong sense, you know, that Jamal Murray is back. He's questionable. Uh, he's questionable for tomorrow. So and you get a revenge against the Rockets. I just feel like phase one was great. Phase two was a struggle but had a nice payoff at the end. Nuggets start phase three tomorrow. And phase three is probably going to take us all the way through the in-season tournaments and, you know, all that type of stuff, all the way to Yokemas. And I'm just excited for it. It's a challenge. There's some road games. Um, but I'm excited for it. Vibes are on the upswing as we close the book on phase two and open up phase three. Reinvigoration. James Jimmy will get us out of here. Uh, <laughs> Zeke is drawing six most fouls per minute in the NBA. It's true. And it is a valuable That's thing, man, the, especially the, when you have Jokic. The largest point I feel like from that Zeke conversation is that Zeke is a player of value that is miscast at the moment. 
It might be the case. I hope they can figure out what it is that that he needs. I mean, he's a guy that I just think needs confidence. But he'll be a big. I think he'll be a story in Phase Three. So, okay, um, it's a long season. It's a long season. He's a Phase Three guy. Everybody knows that. <laughs> He's such a phase three guy. Everybody, thanks so much for hanging out with us, man. That sh- that game was so good. It, we did a whole second show on the game. That's how that's how fun it was. The second greatest game regular so, season game of the Jokic era. Game so nice, you live it twice. The game's so nice, man. Everybody, we are back tomorrow. If you want to come to the bar and hang out with us and watch the game, do, do so, man. Do Bar's it. always fun. We got great food. I won't be here. I'm getting crowned. I'm uh, like a king. He's getting crowned. <laughs> uh, hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.